special interview time here on Below the Belt Show with actress, producer extraordinaire, Malka Wallach. Um, for Just checked out this amazing short film called Klutz, which is going to be part of Dances with Films uh, in Los Angeles, a uh, independent film festival. Um, the film screens Saturday, September 4th. So for those of you in Los Angeles, uh, you got to check out this in-person screening on Saturday. But nonetheless, we are welcoming actress extraordinaire Malka Wallach. Thanks for joining us on BTB. And of course, we'll be welcoming the director, Michelle Bossy, a little later in the program. I actually got a chance to see Michelle's feature, Under the Lantern Lit Sky. I haven't even seen it yet. Which was fantastic. Um, And talked to Jacqueline Bethany. Uh, who's the star of that. Uh, however, we're going to focus on Klutz. Um, it's a short film, which after watching it, I, I felt like it, it could actually be expanded to a feature. There was so much going on, um, exploring this the supernatural uh, power, if you will, of of being able to defy gravity or control gravity um, that your character, Zoe, has, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was um, actually just talking to my partner about it, and I was trying to come up with like a word for the kind of power that it is. And yeah, he sort of was like, well, anti-heroes are like the heroes that you sort of root for, for weird. Like, it's sort of like an anti-power. This sort of like, um, you kind of want it and it kind of brings you what you think you need, but at the same time, it has its own consequences and its own dangers and its own pains. And so I'm sort of like, Ooh, anti-power. I kind of, I, you know, I think that's kind of what it is, and that struggle of whether or not it's something you want. Um, right. That's a very uh, good way to describe it because it's the anti powers due to the loss of your sister. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, it doesn't manifest until your sister passes away. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, you your character decides to write um, an. A novel or a story based children's on um, experience, right, like. or more of a children's book based on it, going to pitch meetings and and doing that. Um, um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, I love, I, I just really want to see more, but I, I think uh, the short film is perfect. Uh, Thank you. Um, and the story is great. It's very clever. Um, the cinematography, fantastic. Thank you. And um, wow, a lot of familiar faces in your film. Uh, yeah. Geneva Carr, who stars in Bull. Yeah. Um, we have Jeffrey Owens, Cosby um, oh, Show. I love him. Done a lot of uh, stuff with uh, Tyler Perry. Um, you have Angel Desai, who's been on Blue Buds and NCIS New Orleans. So, uh, tell us a little bit about as a producer. I guess uh, you um, were able to, I guess, cast yourself. Is that yeah. kind of how it works? <laughs> and then from there, fun. you kind of you kind of seek out the rest of the cast. Tell us about that process. Yeah. So. We all, the team comes from heavily from like a theater, a New York City theater background. And when we were casting it, it was a lot of who do we know, whose work do we love, and who do we think will respond to the script and thus be excited to do a project that might be, you know, a little bit below their normal pay grade. Okay. Um, Yeah. And I think it was. You know, I think it really was the like Liz's script that drew everybody in. I think they read this story, they responded to it. I think it's, you know, grief is something I, you know, I think 
in hindsight now, post-pandemic, I think grief is something we're all collectively experiencing. Absolutely. Um, but I think even at the time, we've all experienced small, large griefs. And I think the past just was like, yeah, I get it. And I think there's also, you know, a lot of, there's, you know, these literary agents. And I think a little bit as, you know, people in our business, it's fun to sort of play the opposite side and to play with sort of that power of like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to say no to you. Um, which I think uh, some of our actors probably had a little fun being on like the flip side of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I, I think it, it the, uh, the script must have resonated with, with very strongly, the actors and, and the uh, agents for them to jump aboard. I mean, Geneva of a series regular on Bull. Yeah. You know? uh, and uh, which is awesome. You have Y Ching Ho, who, as a Marvel fan, has been in Daredevil, Defenders, yep. and Iron Fist. So, um, <laughs> yeah, tell us about yeah, tell us about closely working with a lot of these like renowned actors. I know? mean, they're just amazing. I, I, you know, sitting down as a as a performer, um, yeah, sitting down across from them and working with them, it was a lesson in. It was an acting lesson. It was a lesson in professionalism. It was a lesson in generosity. I mean, it was a long day. We shot um, Geneva, Jeffrey, and Y, and Angel, and Florencia all on the same day. Wow, holy smoke. That must have been a long day. It was a long day. (laughs) And they were just, they were just in it. They were just like, yeah, we're here to play. There was no stress. There was no, you know, can we move things along? There was Time just restraint. Yeah. Yeah. There was just so much presence. I guess that's like the word that I would want to use from them all. And uh, I just remember why, because I'm also uh, I'm a Daredevil fan. And when why like you know the the setting of the scene together, we're sitting in chairs opposite. And when she sat yeah. down across from me, I swear she was like staring deep into my soul. <laughs> and wow. I just felt so safe, so comforted and yeah. like, oh, I can be vulnerable in front of you. And I would say that it was a very similar experience with all the rest of them as well. Um, yeah, they're just, How about they're just lovely people. And Jeffrey, he's like, a, yes. I, you know, I just he's so lovely and he's a Shakespeare nerd. And again, yeah. right, we come from a theater background, so we were nerding out about Shakespeare, which just, so uh, cool. yeah, it was just, it was an unbelievable day. And I was so busy that it, I didn't really have time to like, be like, oh, I'm sitting across from like heroes. Cool. I would just like had to be in it. And it was, thank God, <laughs> right? Cause like I would have, it would have been terrible if I'd just been like, I'm supposed to say words, lines. <laughs> instead I was just, it was just, yeah, it was an incredible experience all around. I can imagine. I mean, and let's talk about Geneva, because Geneva, again, series regular on Bull and, and working with her as well. How was your experience with Geneva? Oh, my God. She's incredible. Yeah. I mean, she, I remember she she came in and she was like, I feel like I'm not prepared. Like, I feel like I haven't done the work. And I was yeah. like, OK. And then she sat down and I'm like, is, what, is this what not working looks like to you? Because, girl, what? I mean... Yeah. Just so, again, so professional, so present, uh, so game to play. Um, I think that was like another reason why it was so lovely to have 
uh, actors with a theater background is that like yes. nobody was afraid to make bigger choices and just to okay. see what was going to happen. Um, yeah, she was just, oh my God, just so down to play and so down to just like be intimidating as fuck for my character. <laughs> so I, I super love She made my job easy. So you, you say that the theater actors tend to make bigger, bolder choices? I don't know if it's across-the-board thing, okay. but I think because in theater you tend to have to make at least physically larger choices okay. so that it you know, can get across instead of like bringing the camera towards you. I think that allowed for like a very particular kind of openness and uh like yeah i'm just gonna try something really big and it might not work but i'm gonna try it anyway kind of mentality yeah. all right so shot in new york mostly brooklyn yeah. far rockaway um mm -hmm. well so for filming this short how many production days are we talking we filmed it in three days wow yeah so that was i approximately 14 pages in three days Wow, that yeah. that's quite an accomplishment considering the the scale and the the professionalism of of the um of the film. And we're bringing on now on the interview director extraordinaire Michelle Bossy. Hello, thank you so much for uh, dealing with my transit issues. Um, I'm in New York City, and we had a huge storm <laughs> last night. So are, yes, are you I saw in New that. York too, Al? I'm I'm back and forth in New York, yeah, but I am based on the East Coast, yeah, okay. yeah. Michelle, it's so great to have you because we had Jacqueline Bethany on um, a month or so ago to talk about Under the Lantern Lit Sky, which was a beautiful film, really beautiful film with some crazy uh, twists and stuff. But here we're, we're here to talk about Klutz today, so uh, talk I'm about thrilled. Your, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Malcolm just filled us in with the casting, um, first of all, with working with, with such accomplished actors, including Wai Ching Ho and Jeffrey Owens, who we know for The Cosby Show, and, and uh, um, my gosh, uh, Geneva Carr from Bull. So, uh, Michelle, were you involved in the casting process as well? I was. I was really lucky because, um, you know, my collaborators, Malka and Elizabeth Narciso, yeah. Um, and I, we all come from the theater world, so we have a lot of uh, relationships with people who live in both film and television and theater, and we kind of called in all of our, you know, top, top uh, resources. Yes. We yeah, were really yes. lucky, and so it was just a wealth of talent, and I'm so pleased with the performances, the way everything came through, you know, it's, I think the film dances the line between comedy and drama and you know you really need that levity and I think all of our supporting cast really brought that levity so then Malka's character could feel those deep dives and uh and still we wouldn't we wouldn't only live in that one place. All right. So I enjoyed the film. Again, uh, let's talk a little bit about the cinematography because it was it was fantastic. Um and I also was curious about some of the visual effects as well because you did explore the the gravity power that uh, Zoe, the character of Zoe had um, due to the loss of her sister. Um, I was curious how that you made that bike wheel roll on the beach. So, uh, and we're doing an independent film budget. How, how is it, are there any challenges with doing those kind of effects? Absolutely. Um, the bike wheel, we just, you know, we had a, a terrific crew on the beach. So truly it was just, mm -hmm. you know, winding it up and letting it go and sort of, tracking it after it our dp okay. was really 
really game. So that, you know, sometimes like the, I, I'm so proud of that wheel and the way it looks, but sometimes those special effects are so simple. Um, the other special effect, the major ones were Malka suspended in air. Yes. I had done a little bit of this in the past. And um, one of the, it's great. You can do it on an Apple box or any sort of larger um, uh, uh, piece of furniture that you can rotoscope out in VFX. So one thing we ah. had to do, we had to plan ahead. We're, we're telling you all our secrets, Al. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, as someone that works in independent film myself, how, how, how can you accomplish that? So this is really great to hear. It's always a little, a little, you know, nerve-wracking. Like, will it look as good, right, as as it, as you think it will? Um, all of the lighting has to match. There can't be too much movement, right? So you've really got to plan it ahead. And actually, the woman who did the color correction on our film, uh, mm -hmm. Anastasia Shepard, she did the VFX. So she did a terrific job, and um, it was really, really just making sure that everyone was on the same page because you can't. You can't sort of cross your fingers and hope that these things are going to look proper. You know, you really you really have to make make yourself uh, aware of all of the factors. And the yeah. more VFX I do, the more I realize, wow, how nice it is when you have somebody who really knows VFX on set. Yeah. True. Yeah. Wow, fantastic. So, um, yeah. So, again, I, I was telling Malka early before you joined, Michelle, that I feel that this short could definitely work as a feature. Um, has the writer ever expressed that? Because I want to see more of the, more of the the anti power of the gravity being used. I mean, I feel like Zoe could do so much more <laughs> with it, with that power. But I, I, it definitely left me wanting more. That's for sure. That's awesome, Malka. Do you want to talk about it? I mean, the the script really started with you and Elizabeth. So yeah, yeah. Um, we, you know, what I'll say up, like up front is that we haven't spoken recently about expanding it into a feature, but it's definitely something that we have like, you know, whispered and and um, confabbed before about, um, you know, the, the process of, of writing the script took some took some time, um, though Liz writes amazingly quickly um, and her brain works in magical, mysterious ways, which is why her scripts are so magical and mysterious. Um, I would I would love to develop this further. I think um, there's so much room for Zoe's story. Um, you know, we get such little bite-sized moments in short films, right? So right. we see a little bit with the agents, we see a little bit with the sister, we see a little bit with the partner. And to be able to expand that and to be able to see like, oh, what does this superpower look like or anti-power look like in a in a much fuller world, right? Like, you know, which also I think would allow for more comment. Like, I, yeah, I think that there's a I think there's room for it, and I would love to explore it further. Um, but on but it's you know it's Liz's it's Liz's baby in a lot of ways. It's her brainchild, and so I think that a lot of that is up to her. And All further right. conversation. Yeah. Was was uh, Liz also present on set? Um, for the, the production, that's okay. She had yeah. some feedback uh, for any direction, or did Michelle take the reins on that one? I mean, you know, oh Go no, ahead. please, no, no, please, Michelle. 
she was, she, you know, she's so collaborative. I, I love working with Elizabeth in that way. She actually yeah. did a lot of the um, production design too, because she oh, has cool. a real, she has a real eye for it. And so she was with us every day. And sometimes, you know, because, because I've, first worked in theater, I frequently will go over to the writer and say, are we tonally, this is, you know, how are you feeling about the performances? And Liz was really great about, um, you know, if she had a little note here and there, but I also appreciate that she really trusted us and let us do our thing. And I had an idea about how, a perfect example is I had an idea about how visually I wanted the film to end. You know, I really wanted to see Mara uh, Kasson's character lead a walk off with the bicycle and I said do you feel like this is too much is this what you had in mind and and she was so lovely about saying no I I really trust you and I'm I'm gonna let you take it take it on and so that that was the joy you know and that makes me want to work with Elizabeth again and again because it's really nice to know you can trust the people you're getting into things with yeah you know totally it's always a little bit of a how's it going to work out nerve nervous uh making thing yeah but when you guys work on the next project i'm sure that will be those nerves won't be present for sure that's right yeah so the, the film will be a part of dances with films la and i actually was not familiar with this festival but apparently it's uh been around since the late 90s which has been uh quite an accomplishment for a film festival um Tell us about getting your short uh, film into the DWF. How did that process go? Um, it's, I mean, it's a long process, right? Um, applying to film festivals, um, you know, a lot of rejection, which I think is really important to talk about because really? it's just a, a lot of rejection for of, this film. A lot of rejection. Surprisingly, um, yeah. Yeah, which I think is like it's important to talk about because it's so it feels so personal, but it's so not personal at the same time. Right. And to be here and see the other shorts that got in. And, you know, I think when we were talking earlier about dances with films as like a really great place for it. I remember when I was submitting and we would have like little, like just these short little like meetings being like, okay, because I'm I'm a first time filmmaker and Mara Kassin, our other producer and Michelle have done this a lot more than I have. And I'd have right. little meetings where I'd be like, okay guys, tell me everything because I know nothing. And they'd be like, okay, so this is how it works. And these are, and like we go over festivals that they'd been to, that they'd heard of. And Dances with Films was one of those festivals that Michelle has been to before and was just like, I loved it. It's the perfect aesthetic for the film. And their process I loved was they had like a lot of film festivals. You're just, you apply and then you hear, and they were like, Oh, you're in the next round. And they'd ask more information about your process as a filmmaker. And then they'd be like, you're in the next round. What are you hoping to get out of the, you know, the film festival experience? Like what are your next steps? Which I loved because it started a dialogue that I hadn't yet started with myself, right? Like, what are the next steps for this film? What do we want to get out of it, right? Do we want to make it into a feature? Do we want to try to get it distributed? What what are we trying to get from this experience, both as people in the industry and as artists? And when that sort of when that email came through, I was like, oh yeah, these are my people. 
And so oh, it's good. very, and now that I'm here, I mean, they're my people. It's such a well-run festival. I, you know, I'm very much an introvert who's like, you don't want to have to talk to people if I don't have to, <laughs> which is like obviously the opposite attitude you need to have at these festivals. But the way they've set it up, they just make it so easy to meet people. They make it so easy to interact and to feel at home in something that is so, so much bigger than you are and so much bigger than your individual film is. Um, so I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Awesome. It's also helpful, you know, once, and this is an Oscar qualifying film festival. So, you know, Oh, sweet. So once you kind of get that, awesome. that awesome stamp of approval, it helps you with other festivals yeah. too, right? Sometimes it just yeah. takes that one. And now we have four or five, new festival domino effects yeah backing them up it's it's really yeah positive. so yeah that's great. awesome so obviously that's the thing you want to get it noticed you said it's oscar qualifying it goes to other festivals and i guess the next step is getting the public to see the film so what what um are you thinking for as far as distribution or any platforms where everyone can see your film yeah um i mean distribution would be beautiful um it's rare with short films um but it does happen um so i think the goal is to sort of do as many of these festivals as possible garner those laurels um and then if we get distribution amazing cool 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 and if we don't find a way to self-distribute basically like there's ways that you can put your film on amazon and Et cetera, et cetera. And yes, you know what? If Amazon. we have to put it on Vimeo and send links out to our friends, we'll put it on Vimeo and send links out to our friends because it's, and you know, it's a film about connection. And, and I think we make art to connect. And so yeah. whatever we need to do, even if it's, you know, typing up emails and being like, <laughs> Click, uh, that's what we'll do. Aw. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like the, the audience as a whole needs to see, not just our friends and family, right? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, true, so, true, true. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I think it's a brilliant, brilliantly written and and well shot, well acted, and I just nothing but great things to say about this film. So, um, yeah, I, I really think the public uh, needs to see it. So hopefully, so after the festival, um, and um, if we could talk a little bit, Michelle, about um, that amazing film Under the Land Lit Sky. It was just fantastic. It was it was art and film. It was basically. And I know there's a lot of challenges with doing period pieces, right? But you guys are just did a fantastic job with that film. Thank That's, you. Uh, Thank you. Well, I think you always are trying to, I mean, Jacqueline Bethany wrote it and you've spoken to Jacqueline before. Yeah. But, you know, to me, um, similarly with Klutz, you know, it they're both about uh, loss in some way, right? It and is. So, yeah, both you know, of them. Yeah. To me, um, I'm always trying to make sense of my personal experience in some way. And then like it become, a, I, I believe the more specific and the more I sort of dive deep into a, a script or screenplay, the more that I can share my personal story, right? I'm not telling you exactly what happened, but you know, we had a loss in my family and, and right after I shot, that was Klutz came right after that, right? And so oh, I was wow. like, oh my gosh, this is like exactly the film that I need to be making. And then, you know, I, I went through a really big heartbreak. And right after that, I made Under the Lantern Lit Sky. And I'm not saying that you have to have like these crazy things happen to you in your life in order to be a Yeah. Filmmaker. But I so was, 
can I can I say that it would have to do very similar to the plot of a, a, Under the Lantern List Guy? Were you involved with someone that ended up being gay, but initially was maybe you thought he was straight? Was that the oh case? Oh my gosh, or? Al! Yes, I was. Okay. Yes, I was, and it was it was a heartbreaker. I had no no idea, much mm-hmm. like the main character in Under the Lantern List Guy. So, you know mm-hmm. what what is so incredible to me is like these these are almost things that you'd see a film like Klutz or you'd see a film like Under the Lanternless Sky and you'd be like, this doesn't happen in real life. But actually, like the human experience is so nuanced and varied. Yeah. And there's so many wild things that happen to us as, I, I mean, just walking around this earth, you know, who could have planned what we've all been through as, as a human race in the last two years. And and so I feel like we we make art to make sense of mm-hmm. the things that we've been through in our lives. Yeah. You know, like to me, that's what, what the gift of being a director has given me is that I don't have to have this experience all by myself. You know, I don't have to carry this by myself. I can, I can direct a film and you can see it and you can say, God, that, that reminded me of this yeah. experience I had when I lost somebody or I loved somebody. It didn't work right. out. And and we all kind of then have this shared experience of being a human. And, um, you know, I think Under the Lantern, when I was directing it, when I was going through that process, my mother was like, is this the best film for you to be directing right now? And I said, you know, it's incredibly yeah. healing, actually, because you get to kind of give your characters the ending that you, you know, you wish you had, or you get to, sometimes you get to like make peace with things that might yeah. not necessarily be peaceful in your own life, you know? So I, I know even with Elizabeth Narciso writing Klutz, you know, she was, it's a, for her, it's a metaphor for something else that she went through in her life. Right. And so yeah. it's remarkable to me that, you know, I, I didn't say, Oh, Elizabeth, you know, here's this thing that happened to me and, you know, like put pen to paper. She said, wow, I, I lost someone in my life, someone significant. And now uh, I'm going to tell this story. And then I said, yes. And I, I, I will also put, put my experience on top of that. And then, you know, and I think that's why it really, why a film can really resonate with an audience or, or an individual. They can say, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's real. I mean, Even if all there's of us- like yeah, all, all of us. All of us has has experienced loss of some kind. Yeah, you know, whether it's a friend or family member. Yeah, and and yeah. a lot of us still feel like they're still in our lives in spirit, whether what religion you fall into, but um, and that you're still in con- constant communication with with said person. So, I yeah. feel again both Klutz, under the lantern lit sky. There's a lot of human elements. So I'm um, again very 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 uh, great job on on both projects. Yeah. I was also looking on your IMDb, Michelle. You have a project called Melissa Center is Marrying Jake Gyllenhaal. Are, are, <laughs> can we talk about that project? Yeah, yeah it's actually just running, uh, finishing its run in um, okay. Edinburgh right now. It's, okay. it's a, a play that we shot during pandemic. So it's sort of like a special event kind of. Oh, cool. Piece. And it's a one, it's a solo show with, she sings in it, she dances, she acts. And it's about this woman whose mother is well-meaning, but has decided she somehow or another is going to marry Jake Gyllenhaal and has sent him him letters on her behalf and (laughs) stirring stirring up all sorts of trouble. And, and that's about um, mothers and daughters and, you know, expectations 
that are put on people in general to have a life look a certain way. And uh, we all know how that works out <laughs> usually. So um, it's a comedy. Yeah. It's been great. And it's actually, uh, I, I wonder what Melissa Center's plans are for it next. I definitely came in as a director and, and mm-hmm. less as a producer, but um, it's had a couple of runs and hopefully one day she'll get to do it in person. That would be the ideal thing. Awesome. Of course, uh, have you heard any feedback from Jake? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess I guess he knows, you know, they have some some mutual like six degrees of separation from Jake Gyllenhaal. So yeah. No, no, uh, no issues yet, but also no, um, no love letters coming the other way yet. So, okay. Maybe too soon to tell. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe Jake just simply needs to see it, you know? Yeah. uh, Yeah, exactly. What about that? I mean, one for one production, he actually just jumps on stage. (laughs) It shocks the audience. (laughs) I love it, Al. You have the whole idea. That's great. (laughs) Well, uh, wow, this has been a great interview. I would like to thank, of course, both of you, Malka Wallach, Michelle Bossi, um, lots of luck with Klutz. It, again, it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant short film. And, um, of course, it's going to be a part of Dances with Films LA. So uh, for those of you in the Los Angeles area, make sure you check it out September 4th. Um, otherwise, we will hopefully stay tuned for um distribution or ways that everyone can see this great film so uh we thank you so much and of course before we end uh, the interview if you could both of you just let us know who you are um a plug for klutz um let us know you're on below the belt show uh, the podcast um and whatever you want at the end great malka you want to go first you're the actor sure oh, no. <laughs> pressure <laughs> hi i'm malka wallach I'm the actor and producer of Klutz, premiering at Dances with Film September 4th at 4 p.m. And I am on Below the Belt Show, and it has been a blast. Hi, I am Michelle Bossy. I am the director of Klutz, which is having its world premiere at Dances with Film Festival in Los Angeles, California on September 4th. And I am on, I am on Below the Belt Show. All right. Thank you so much. And I, I flubbed. Do you want me to do it again? That, that, I can't. Um, you know, I just think we can work on the editing on that one. That's All right. <laughs> All right. As we do, yeah. Like Thank a boss, you. Michelle Bossy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you're anything but bossy on set, right, Michelle? You're not I what your last be, name I try to be the antithesis of my name so I don't okay. get a bad reputation. <laughs> But, uh, you know, if I have to, I will. I mean, she's the workhorse, okay? <laughs> okay, she's that's like the, boss the greatest director I've worked with, so. Uh, you both are wonderful and both very lovely, so thank you very much. Thank you, you know, so for very the much. opportunity. Thank yeah. you so have a good, much. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye.